this step in the middle. You know, I'm over here, everybody else is over here, and we just meet. Mm-hmm. We just meet and we're able to enjoy the night together with everybody. And that feels amazing to me. To have people singing back those, mm, and sleep. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah, 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 that, yeah. I love it. Because when I was recording that in my dorm room, <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cigar Night. My name is Rick Guzman, and tonight we have the musical genius, the crazy talented fool in Utopia. Welcome, my man. Thank you so much for being here, bro. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, Rick. You know, uh, the moment I saw you start posting about this podcast, I was like, "Damn, let's do it. Let's do it, man." Do I, it. I gotta say something before we get going. I am a huge fan. Uh, I am a huge, huge fan. I. I have your songs in my playlist on Spotify. I know all the words to your songs. No way, no way, dude. All I'm saying is... I know them too. <laughs> all I'm saying is, man, if you haven't appointed a number one fan, I'm your number one fan. Uh, I am a huge fan, man. I know we're for good friends, and I'm not yeah. saying that to be nice, but I genuinely am a huge, huge fan, so I I'm really glad that, you're here. Um, I really do, yeah. Dude, you're the best, it, dude. man. That's you're, crazy. As you would say, your songs are bangers, bro. I do, yeah. I mean, they are. They you are. Know, you they turn are pretty them on, good. Heck yeah, they're man. Uh, before we go into cigars, let's talk about Fool in Utopia. Who is Fool in Utopia? What does that represent? So, this all started from my, you know, perception of what Utopia actually is. So, through my experience living you know here where I do in the United States you know my my perspective on the entire world everything I've grown up with I felt as if there was always this path that people had to follow there was always schooling and then you get a degree and there's work and you're stuck in the work for the rest of your life and although you can find a passion in it maybe you find you know your hobbies on the side there's always been a a cycle the hamster wheel you know and along this way, there's so much of a footprint that we leave behind as people. Mm-hmm. And this is getting into like the environmental aspect of, of what Fooling Utopia means to me. Um, like our carbon footprint that we have to leave even just to get to that point, right? To go to school, we gotta drive, we gotta buy food from the grocery stores, we have to buy fast food sometimes. To keep up in the new age, we need all this new technology. We need one of the latest phones, you know, for email, iMessaging, FaceTime, you know, we need a computer to be able to talk to bosses, to talk internationally because everything's connected now. And it just pushes this like consumerist like ideology that we need more. We need the newest and we need more. And what we leave behind is the rest, right? We keep buying the new phones and we leave all the trash and waste behind, all the packaging, all the old phones, like everything is just like new, 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 waste, 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 you know? We leave a huge footprint behind us to get to where we're, we're told that we need to be. And the thing is, we try to make the most out of it. Yeah. Every single one of us. We're told that this is the way things are, so let's do it. Let's do the best that we possibly can, Yeah. right? And that's why we think this is utopia, that this is the perfect place, that this is the way that things should be, mm-hmm. that this is the way that we have to live. It's utopia, it's perfect. 
So, fool, it's not just you. You're not the fool. We're all fools living in this world, this society. We are all fools. That's deep, man. Yeah. That's awesome. And that, that's, that's, what it, that's what it's about. How did, that, how did you come up with that idea, that name? The moment that music came into my life, I always felt like I had another language to talk with people with. I always felt as if like I could somehow express things that I couldn't say out loud. Mm -hmm. And even when it came to writing like lyrics and writing these songs that became like this album that that I had released, it always felt like I never knew what I was saying until I had already written it and I was able to like reflect back on it. And through this whole experience of me like finding this this other part of myself I felt like something was different that I that my eyes were like open to this way that I didn't think we needed to be anymore and so I coined myself a fool because I didn't think that everybody thought the same way that I did here I thought it was just oh that sounds cool let's use it it's a cool name it's too. a great name you know what time it is cigar time bro you ever smoked a cigar I have not. This will be my first time. Dude, then we are in Cigar 101 mode, my friend. All right. We're going to start off light with you. Here you go. Choose, choose. There, there you go. That's a perfect one. All right. So. All right. So these are cigar cutters. Yeah. Uh, cigar cutters are designed to cut the tip of the cap. The cap is the part that is sealed off. That's the cap. Uh, the part that you see the tobacco in, that's yeah. the front. So the seal also does, uh, the cutters are designed to just cut the tip off. That should be good. Just right there. Yeah, man. There you go. That's it. Fun fact: if you go too far into the cap, the cap has an adhesive that holds the leaf or wrapper together. Mm. So if you cut the cap off, uh, the adhesive comes off with it, and so it'll start unwrapping itself. So that's why you don't want to go too much into, too the, yeah. into the teeth of the cap. Gotcha. Um, we got lighters. If you want to go lighters, these are cedar sticks. Uh, this will give you the cleanest flame. And it's the proper way to light a cigar. Okay. Uh, yeah. You don't have to try no, it. No, let's try it. Try, let's here do you that go, one, man. Dude. Here you go. Oh man. <laughs> the skills, huh? The skills, dude. It'll, these these light pretty easily. These are pretty easily lit. What's that? I think it's the other way, bro. What's that? Yeah. No, the cigar. You right? You just kind of keep it in your mouth. You blow it. There you go. That's it, dude. You're a pro already. Look at you. Smoking cigars. Smoking a cigar. Look, fooling Utopia. So, one thing is, officially when you release an album, and you just released an album, when did you release this album? So this album was released in March. This Originally, right the uh, the release date was going to be December. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but, you know, when I got to that time, it felt like I just needed to make sure that it was the best I could do. Yeah, it's so, a really good album. So I took the time... To clean everything up and make sure everything was lined up before yeah. I released it. So, from someone who's outside looking in, um, when someone releases an album, uh, that's like the official, like, this is legit, this is happening. Right. Fooling Utopia is real. Right. Uh, but what a lot of people don't notice is everything that happened beforehand. I mean, how long did it take you to finish this album? Or how long ago did you have this idea of Fooling Utopia? A year and a half ago, December. Must have been, what? 2017? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's about to be 2018. Um, that's when I got my first electric ukulele. 
And the moment that happened, it was a game changer because I now felt like I could start recording ukulele. Yeah. So I went out, bought a little audio interface, and started recording Firebones. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. And that's when it all started. Even though Firebones was one of the last songs I finished, it was one of the first ones that got everything going. And uh, that's when I started uh, over that next uh, semester. So twenty going into 2018. Uh, you know, I'm trying to remember. I, I know I wrote Do Ba Do with my sister. We were jamming along in my, in my dorm room. And uh, Misshapen Love came together in a weekend. Um, They're just coming out of you. Yeah. And when that summer hit, though, actually Sleep also. Sleep used to be an acoustic ukulele song until I was messing around with some synths and all of a sudden, you know, that big that came out. And I was like, you know what? Let me change it up. Put in a sick drum. And, uh, yeah, that was That's a banger. Sleep's a banger. Yeah, it's a banger. It's probably my favorite song out there. Oh, live? It is a great song. I have seen you live. And you put on a good show, man. That September is when I released the EP, and so that yep. had Blacklight, Sleep, and Ruin, mm-hmm. and the reason I released that one is because at the time, nobody knew what I was doing, right? I had been working. You know, I had, the album was written. Mm-hmm. There were no new songs except In Red. In Red Interlude hadn't been written by that summer, but everything else was written and recorded. There was just a lot more mixing that needed to go into it, and... uh everything was there and I was like you know what I'm gonna take the time with everything else and I'm gonna release these three just to let everybody know I'm here Heck yeah Fooling Utopia is real and it's not just a thought anymore and there's something here you yeah. know I promoted as much as I could to my friends and family yeah. um, but I knew that my EP sound wise you know I was mixing on some beats some old beats headphones and I did the best I could but come, you know, I remixed them, remastered them, and then for the album, pristine. I'll tell you what, man. That EP, I remember when you first came out with it. Uh, three songs. And I had those three songs on repeat, bro. Like, those, they were good songs. And then I remember you were telling me, man, those aren't even the good ones. I was <laughs> yeah, like, whoa. I did, I did tell you that. I was like, whoa. And then you came out with the self-titled Fooling Utopia album. Yeah. And you are right, man. There's some really dang good songs on there. From when you released the EP... To where you are now, yeah, playing shows a year later. Lo- a, a year later, it's about to be September. That's, a year later, that's crazy, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. So a year from now, so a year, a, a year, year that that happened yeah. when you released the EP to now, has it gone by fast as far as how much you've grown? Uh, you're playing shows now at local venues. You're getting known. Uh, has it gone by fast, or you feel like it's still taking a while? Or it's every artist's dream. Uh huh. It to happen like that, right? Right, so there's a reason that musical artists put out music, and it's because it's for them and they want to share it with others, right? You know, and if people didn't think that it was good, they wouldn't release it. So, when stuff doesn't take off the way that people think it should, it can sort of set back, right? I released that EP, I had some people knowing about it, album dropped. Huge night at Broadway 50-50. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And I I realized in that moment, right after that show, I went back, my entire car packed full of gear. I went back to my room on campus, and 
I thought to myself, there's more to do. Yeah. I'm ready. I yeah. have the motivation and I have the drive and I'm going to, I want more. I need yeah. to push more because I want to be able to share this with other people. I want to be able to, you know, get out there and sing with everybody in that crowd, to jam with everybody in that crowd. And that means there's more work to do. You know, this live show that we debuted at Broadway 5050, March 22nd, 2019, we'd been working on that show since September. Wow. Yeah. And not, no. I mean, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that. No. Um, but, uh. Last summer, I had a voice memo that I had, and I was like, I had just written Ruin, and I was like, I can't wait to get back and start learning how to program my live show. And so I, I got main stage, and uh, I started figuring out how to do everything, you yeah, know? Yourself. Like, yeah, myself. Just you, it's just you. Just looking up some YouTube tutorials yeah. sometimes, or, yeah. or just clicking through all the different plugins and everything trying to figure out how i can loop things trying to figure out how i can play these tracks press buttons to play different songs you know everything and it took so much patience and time to get to the point where my show is right now utopian that's what i that's what it's called yeah the shows utopian okay. now it is what do you call your fans fools they're all fools they're all fools we're all fools you play ukulele right electric guitar Right, ish. Ish, but you play. I learned how to play it for Space Man, and now I play it live. Dude, yeah. guitar. I mean, you play it. Yeah, I do. I do play it, yeah. Drums. Yes. The cello. Yes. The piano. Yes. Anything else I'm missing? Bass. The bass? Yeah. What else? I mean, tambourine, but like whatever. Okay, chill, bro. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously there's a little bit of singing on the album sometimes. Um, but Now, the singing's not important. <laughs> but... Yeah, and all these instruments. Um, self-taught. Self-taught. You uh, know what's crazy, though, is when you met me, though, we were just talking about 21 Pilots. You know what's crazy is we were at the same concert in 2014. Yeah. We were at the that's how we, that's, violence. That's how we became friends. We sat next to each other, first day of class, first day of college, first first week of college. We sat down and next to each other, hey, is this he taking? Nah, man. All right, cool. And then I think I saw the 21 Pilots symbol. And I was like, oh, you like 21 Pilots? Yeah, man. It's like, yeah, I saw him live a while back. It's like, yeah, me too. It's like, when did you see him? I was like, oh, I saw him back in Austin. I was like, Stubbs, I saw him in Austin. Yeah, I saw him in Stubbs. And we were like, yo, like, wait, what? We Quiet started seeing violent? some pictures and we were like, yo, you were wait, like a couple people like next yeah. to me. Like, what the heck? That's crazy. Uh, and ever since then, just good friends, man. That's, yeah. how, that's how it is. Uh, it was Halloween. And you were like, bro, like, I went over to your house. We were going to go trick or treating. And we were freshmen in college. Yeah, we were trick or treating, dude. I loved it, though. It was, dude, time of my life. <laughs> and you were like, oh, man, like, I got a song, like, I wrote, like, come up and i was i was with my girlfriend at the time and we were like i like let's see what he's got and like, you started jamming and we were like i looked at my girlfriend at the time and i was like an acoustic no it was an electric it was a white electric guitar in your room i showed you green city i think so yeah and you sang the one that's like i can't believe what i'm yes seeing. yes never heard it again it's coming dude so <laughs> you play no dude so it's you play this and i like like, I remember, like, you came in, and, like, we were in your room, and, like, all right, cool, like, all right, cool room, bro, and you pull, like, electric guitar, and I was, like, all right, like, and then, like, you start singing, and, like, I turned to my friend, and I was, like, it's good, and she was, like, uh, <laughs> Green City, and man. we were, like, dude, I was, like, dude, this is awesome, and then 
one time, uh, I don't know what it was, like Christmas break or something. We're like, yo, let's play some zombies. Yeah. On Xbox. And I was like, let's yeah. do it. Uh, went up to your dorm, took my Xbox and stuff. And you're like, oh, I wrote a song. Uh, and I think it was Sleep because it was acoustic. It was a, it was on a ukulele, I remember. Mm. Uh, and you played it, and I was like, that was beautiful, man. And you, I remember you saying, like, I don't know if I should make this, keep it acoustic or make it, like, bigger. something bigger with more instruments. Would have been Sleep. And I was like, ah, oh, like okay, like it was cool, like that. Uh, and, and then, then when I heard it again, I was like, heard, I think this is this the was same the song one. you played on ukulele. Uh, it was crazy, dude. <coughs> Time flies, man. Time's flying by. We see you on stage as Fooling Utopia. This is your stage persona. Yes. But you have a whole. You have your personal life. Uh, one of the things about the show, you are a prime example of what I'm trying to demonstrate to other people, is that. You invest everything into your dream, or as much as you can, because not everybody can just invest their whole life into it. Little at a time they invest. But you invest into your dream, yet you still have your personal life to deal with. You're a college student. You're still in college, a full-time college student. Right. Your major is what's crazy. What's your major? I'm actually uh, a vision science major, which is uh, another word for pre-optometry. Dude, eye doctor. Eye doctor, yeah. You're, you're you're an eye doctor. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. you're yeah, basically an eye doctor. You're studying vision science, right? Something completely different. Not even music. It's not music. Like yeah. something completely different. But I think that plays in because that's not an easy major. How do you split up time from being a full-time college student and working, and then fooling utopia? How do you how do you find so much time to, to, to for both to be successful? Right. How do you do it? Everybody's gonna say one thing. It's gonna be time management. But at the same time, there's just certain points where I know. Let me get this done. Mm-hmm. Whether it is homework, studying, cleaning, or making a new song. Yeah. It's like I feel it and I have the drive to do it. You know, I've I one of the things my you know, my parents have told me as I've moved on campus is that I've always had that that self-motivation. Yeah. And I see it in myself too. I feel like putting in the work to make sure that everything I do I can put my name on it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it came out of my music. You know, I released the EP, and I was like, "Yeah, my EP's out a little bit. You know, not crazy promotion, but it's out." And then my album, I was like, "Boom! It's out. Yeah. That's me. That's my yeah. name." And that's honestly what I go into everything with, because I want to be able to leave someplace, whether it's a classroom or a venue, and be like, "That's me. It's who I am." You know, I love sciences i love chemistry and i love music and you know somehow i'm sure they got intertwined yeah with all these weird beats and everything right like somehow something was chemicals beats same thing right right same thing same thing but i've always just felt like i wanted to push myself to succeed yeah if you had to get advice someone who is striving to be their own musician uh, or trying to make their own album and they're just starting out 
what's something important that you learned along the way starting out that you could tell them, hey, watch out for this? The most important thing that I felt I learned through this whole process so far, so far, is that if you want to make it to what you have set for yourself, if you want to push your product, you know, your 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 child, if you want to push it to that point where you want it to be, you need to put in time. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. Right. You have to want it. You have to grind for it. You have to put in like and it's not just like sitting there trying to be like, "Well, what do I do now?" It's like you need to put in real time. Yeah. Like I want to learn how to do this. If you don't know how to play an instrument, I've done the, I've done the best I can to make sure that I can put on a show for everybody and play as many instruments as I possibly yeah. can right now because I want it to be interactive with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know? I want people to to feel like I'm really there with them, you know? And it's come with the time that I want to put in and practice. Practice is practice 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 man yeah you know as much as i hated it when i was like being just just a cello player it all makes sense now right putting in the work then i was like uh practice man i'd sit down for an hour and i just i'd tune for like 30 minutes just so i could waste the time but now it's like that's such valuable time Mm -hmm. that you can really you know I'm not close to perfecting any of these instruments, but it's time that I can spend getting so much better at them that when I get on stage, I'm gonna warm up a little bit and then I'm ready to shred on the ukulele and that's it because I've practiced that yeah. and I have it down. And and it's that time. It's putting in that work. Yeah. What you wanna see, you need to put into it. That's it. And more. That's it. Because people are only gonna see the surface level. That's right. Right, like I just, I had told you earlier, in September, we started working on the show for March. Yeah. Right? And not everybody's going to know that, but in March, we came up and we put on a show. Yeah. And that's all everybody saw. One of the proudest things that I hold, like, close to my heart is that, yes, we played Believe by Share. <laughs> Those first couple shows as a cover. But the entire time we've been playing original music. Fooling Utopia, you are the man, musical genius. October 4th, Bang Bang Bar. What time? TBA. October 4th, Bang Bang Bar. Fooling Utopia. Uh, poster coming out soon. Poster coming out. Fooling Utopia. Follow him on Instagram. Debut album's already out. Again, my man, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Rick. It was great having you here. This is Cigar Night with Rick Guzman. Catch us again soon, and y'all have a great night.